Welcome to life, the grand adventure. During this adventure, there are many twists and turns, each of which leads on a new path of our journey. Luckily for all of us, we have God with us on this adventure. Oftentimes, we try to make things too complicated. Hello, I'm Adam, and I have great news for you. Life is actually quite simple, and if you come along with me on this podcast journey, I will share with you one simple fact about life and faith. It's that simple. I'll be reading from Luke chapter 6, verses 37 through 42. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. He also told them this parable. Can the blind lead the blind? Will they not both fall into a pit? The student is not above the teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like their teacher. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me take this speck out of your eye, when you yourself fail to see the plank in your own eye? You hypocrite! First, take the plank out of your eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. This week I feel like I'm talking to myself. I've caught myself really in this judgy mode. It's something I'm very cognizant of in my faith walk because I so often look into the church and see, instead of showing love, judging people. I've been sitting there within my heart, within my mind, looking at other brothers of Christ and judging them. That's not my job. The scripture says, do not judge and you will not be judged. Then it goes on to talk about the speck in your brother's eye. Well, there's a giant plank hanging out of mine, judging. Judging is one of the most terrible things you can possibly do, especially when it's coming out of the church. I guess the silver lining is that judging was within my heart. I spoke it to my wife. I spread that poison to her, and that's not a good thing to do. But it wasn't what God told us to do. I, I was led to this convert to this podcast topic while talking with someone else who was really in the depths of judging something going on in the world. And my response always is that to be a Christian, it's not about me judging. It's about me showing love. I work with kids of all races, creeds, colors, religions, whatever. And it's I can't sit there and spend years teaching them the gospel because I'll get fired. But I can show them Jesus' love and they will see me. They will come to me. I've mentioned in the past how some kids will see me at school and recognize me from be like, hey, I saw you at church. Or they'll see, they'll know you by your love. They'll know you by the way you act, the way you show Jesus. And looking within the church this week, I spent way too much time. Somehow I ran through the entire Hillsong documentary on FX. I, I love the Hillsong music. And a couple of years ago, I read the blurb that one of the pastors got um, fired. And I never really knew much about what went on, only to find out. Holy moly, it's, it was a giant mess. I'm not going to go into too many details because there are 
might be children listening, but it involved not being faithful. One of the pastors got into power and the power took over. He was in leadership. He was leading a church of thousands of people around the country, known, popular. He became a celebrity and that took over him. And it made him proud. And then he let his judgment slip. What was what I really liked about it, and people will disagree with me, was that in seeing the interviews after the fall, he's not a pastor anymore, but he is looking to make his life better. He's human, he has challenges, but I appreciate that he didn't jump back into saying, hey, I'm going to get away with it and I'm going to roll on and jump somewhere else. He made his family his focus. He's working hard with his family. And I really am proud. I was proud to see that. Really, it was enlightening. It was exciting to see someone who grew from their mistake, used Christ as that growth, and made their family their focus versus making a profession their focus. Now, on the other side, there's another guy within the church, the guy who, one of the founders who's gotten caught lying and with financial stuff, and he's not remorseful. He's too prideful. This church is not about Jesus to him. It's not about showing Jesus. It's about his glory, or at least that's how it's reflected. It's how he reflects it in a lot of the commentary that came out of that. And he's still going through some of the mess. And the church has really seen a, a downfall. The music really hit rock bottom. It's not as high as it used to be. It's still, some of the music's astounding. And I'll, I'll still listen to it. I'll, I'll, some of the interviews were with the musicians who weren't part of this mess. They labored on to share Jesus's words. And you never know the actions yet. Some of the people at the end of the documentary said that now they're atheists. Due to these two men, that's what they've got to carry when they stand at the throne. My actions led to people walking away from Christ. Now, is it their 100% fault that person walked away? No. But our actions could have an effect on what changes in life. What if where their life goes, the trajectory of someone's life, where their faith goes, their relationship, their understanding could be affected. That's why I always say when I'm speaking in front of groups, I'm nervous. I love speaking in front of groups. And I guess I should be more specific. When I'm speaking in front of church groups or about church or about my faith or so forth, I am nervous because one misstep could affect someone's faith, their salvation. They might be teetering there, ready to make that jump into faith, or they might be teetering to say, hey, this isn't for me. And I could say something that could affect them. I have to fight through that. I'm doing a podcast right now that airs over any podcast areas and on a radio station. And that something I say could affect someone, and I'm very cognizant of that makes me nervous, but I make sure to make God the reason I do this. So I, looping back to the documentary, I was watching it and looking at it from a different lens. 
looking at it as reflecting on my life. I am getting more involved. I lead men's ministry. I have the podcasts. I have various leadership roles within the church. And I'm thinking, how can I make sure I don't get too comfortable? I was thinking, what would make me stumble? Luckily, as of now, I don't see me stealing money from the church or lying about somebody else's past transgressions or having extramarital because I've heavily guarded against those areas and I don't handle money for sure. But what I do know is don't get too comfortable because that will lead to a fall. So I'm very guarded on that. I make sure to keep the thought like Billy Graham says about thinking about where I am, what I say, and knowing that somebody's always watching is generally how he looked at it. He would never ride an elevator with just one female, just to be guarded, just to be above reproach. I admire him for that. So what is it? What What is that thing that I have to guard myself against? I was talking to my wife and we, we talked about it and it's pride. Pride. Spectacular. <laughs> what a thing to guard myself against. Being arrogant is more of the way I would say, but it's pride. I love to talk. I love to lead. I am one that will step up, take leadership roles. I created a small group because I didn't see one I liked and I wanted to have some friends, so I started a group. Six years later, I got a bunch of dads that I'm friends with and it's led to other opportunities. Sometimes I'll be doing these activities and I'll get prideful and go, this is looking great. My group is rocking. And then something happens and I fall on my face. Because pride is me. God detests pride. And we hear the word pride so much in our world everywhere. We tell our friends, we tell our kids, we tell everybody, be proud of what you did. Be proud of who you are. Pride, be prideful in everything you do. I think we need a new word for celebrating ourselves. Now, because I think being proud of an accomplishment is awesome. My children just completed a three-week intensive play and did a performance, and I am very proud of them, and they should be proud of what they did. But we need to think about and be careful that it doesn't lead to us becoming prideful, that they, as we reflect and talk about the amazing job and the hard work they put in, don't make that their persona. They look at the hard work they did. They give glory to God for giving them those talents. And they recognize and celebrate the great job they did. But it doesn't consume them. Because that's the problem. When it consumes who we are, when it becomes our person, when it takes over the purpose of why we are here, that's when pride can be bad. I mean, Proverbs 11, 2. When pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with humility comes wisdom. So if you show extreme pride, you're going to be disgraced. Humbly accept joy or celebration for what you did. Don't make it for the glory. And that's countercultural, isn't it? Proverbs 16.5. The Lord detests all the proud of heart. Be sure of this. They will not go unpunished. Oh. 
Oh, man. Punishment for being prideful. We've all been there. The Lord detests all the proud of heart. He detests pride. We, as I said, celebrate. Be excited about what you did. Remember, pride is when it becomes who you are. Proverbs 16, 18. Pride goes before destruction. A haughty spirit before a fall. I said earlier, when I get too prideful, I fall on my face. Small story here. I was doing a dad, I call it dad conversations. It was a third event I had. It was a, it was this, this time it was a three night event, a couple hours on a Wednesday night and men came out. I had about 15 guys came out to talk about how to be a better dad. The first, and I put a lot of work into it. The first night was stellar. It was amazing. I came home on the biggest church high, God high, whatever you want to call it. I was walking on clouds. I was so happy. I was like, this is amazing. And I rocking and rolling, went through the week. And then the second week happened. The third week happened. While I feel they were a success, they I failed. Because I let pride get in the way. I get let the pride of what God had used me for. Instead of celebrating the great week, giving glory to God and moving on, I was prideful about the work I put in, the night I put on. There's a, lot, there's a key word there when we're talking about pride, and that word is I. It's all about me. That leads to downfall. I mean, I even prayed for these nights, but my heart wasn't where it needed to be towards the end there. I had to learn that lesson. Luckily, I learned that God still worked through me, talking to men from that event, that they still got a lot from the different sections. And a lot of the comments I saw of Places to Grow were after that prideful moment I had myself. I am very intentional whenever I get the opportunity to speak on stage at church. As the band is up there, when I go out and speak, it's in front of a couple hundred people. And as I say, I'm always nervous because I want to make sure what I say doesn't affect someone else negatively. So I stop and I'm very intentional praying, God, please let those words be your words, not mine, not mine, not my words. Let them be yours. And it calms my spirit. I think I need to do that next time when I do my dad's night. I know I need to do that next time I do my dad's night. I need to do that every week before I walk on the doorstep to go to my small group. That's going to be my growth area. But it's that simple. Guard yourself against pride. Give glory to God for what you do. Celebrate your accomplishments. They are a gift from Him. But look at the motivation for that celebration. Make it about the Creator. Know that we can do nothing without Him, or we will fall. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for teaching us. Thank you for teaching us to be aware of our pride, teaching us that pride comes before destruction, but giving us the ability to further your world, your kingdom, and to celebrate you in that, to celebrate accomplishments. Help us to be cognizant of how we celebrate. 
that we don't step up. Make it our person. Make it our glory. Make it more important than you. Help us to give you the glory in all we do. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your compassion. Thank you for your forgiveness. We, You know us. You know we're going to fall. You know we're going to be prideful. But you will forgive us if we come before you. Help us to look to you and look to your word for all of our guidance. In Jesus' name, amen. So this week, I challenge you. Be retrospective. See where pride is sneaking in. Sometimes it's small. But that little snowflake can turn into a snowball. Pray for guidance. And definitely keep God in the focus. As I close out here, awesome, awesome news. My interview with Darrell Martin is premiering as of the second week in July 2023 on Kingdom Praise Radio. After the premieres, it will be live on, on the It's That Simple podcast. It was an amazing time. He is such a good dude. And it was really cool to learn that I interviewed the guy that did all the music and all the background gospel singing for the the dnc for obama's first term i remember watching the the music and it was amazing and terrell did that while you're waiting if you if the interview's not live when you listen to me check out a single tables anywhere you listen to music there's links in the podcast link as well but i did that interview because of my partnership with Kingdom Praise Radio, amazing music, as I always say, my son calls it the music of angels. Check it out, www.kingdompraiseradio.com. I air on there, uh, premiere on Wednesdays and air at other times throughout the week. It's been exciting to have that partnership with Ken Rowe. He's an amazing man of God. He's going he's going to take that radio station awesome places. If you're listening to me on Kingdom Praise Radio, check out the podcast or just go over there and click like just to help other people see see it throughout the, the nation so I can spread God's word. I want to share God's word with everybody. I don't want it to be my word, as I said about pride. But he's given me, I believe, a gift of speaking. And I wanted to get out there and I need your help. I partner with Anchor Music Apparel. There's links in there if you want to get some cool Jesus shirts that you can share out and share the gospel with your clothing. Go for it. Any money I make isn't for me. Trust me, I will not keep it. It's going to go to God's mission. Hope you all have a great, amazing week. God bless.